you know, I walk him on Sunday afternoon, but uh, it, was, yeah, it was rare to see them, so I um, hope I'm going to be good to him, safe and sound. Now, uh, front page of paper today is uh, Suffering Gings On for Victims of Long Covid. So it says, health boards across northern Scotland have admitted they are struggling to recruit specialist staff uh, to help folk whose lives have been blighted by long Covid. The Scottish Government has provided health chiefs with £3 million to enable them to provide vital care for those living with the crippling long-term effects of the virus. But officials have dealt the country's COVID inquiry the money is in many cases making little difference because boards, including the NHS Grumpy and the NHS Highland, are struggling to find the staff needed. The life-changing symptoms of long COVID ex include extreme fatigue, muscle pain, migraines, brain fog, and a racing heart, as well as significant breathing issues. And yeah, great list of things, yeah. Northeast Regional Labour MSP Michael Mara said the folks suffering from long COVID have been spectacularly failed uh, as folk deserve uh, the care and treatment they need to recover and live happy for life so uh, it depends if they're happy for COVID I suppose but um, uh, joking aside you know there is certainly is a lot of folk that say uh, struggling with this uh, effects of COVID and it's taken a long long time to think about if uh, you know they find out if, it, if it's uh, at the bottom of it and they can maybe do something about it and uh, improve things a bit of it uh, just now it's certainly a bit of a disaster and, uh, you know, reading that list of ailments, I think I probably have a so probably I, I remember the, well, the brain fog was there before, I suppose, so. Um, but anyway, hopefully they can get folk into, for three million pounds, you think they get some folk into, to help out and, and do a bit of good way, with folk that is suffering for it, so, you know, here's hoping they do. <laughs> Now here is a funding for tree cover to boost the de fish stocks. So the Scottish Government is to give nearly £500,000 for the planting of more than a thousand in-stream trees to provide a lifeline to endangered fish in the River Dee. The Nature Restoration Fund, which is managed by Nature Scott, has approved funding of £480,600 towards the cost of planting over 1,125 trees. Led by the D District Salmon Fishery Board in partnership with National Trust for Scotland's Mar Lodge Estate and the Bargeldi Estate, it will result in large root plates being anchored into the river bed or river bunk. This will form 225 large wood structures, which will allow natural river flows to create a vital, healthy habitat and will be located in the important salmon production areas of the Upper D. Uh, the addition of anchored trees has been shown to quickly improve the river's habitat and increase numbers of threatened young salmon and trout. Uh, recently, work by the River Dee Trust shows an increase in juvenile fish numbers uh, within a year of structures being installed. The National Trust for Scotland's Mar Lodge Conservation Manager, Sheila Rao, uh, added these headwaters of the River Dee are vital to the health of the Hale River, but the habitat currently has huge scope for improvement so well there you go now that's um 
five hundred thousand pounds for a thousand a fair scalp, but I suppose it would be quite awkward to get him uh, in a wooden planted, maybe for the need to plant him, but there's certainly been a lot of folks speaking about us that um, you know, there's no a lot of fish coming back up to the spawn or, or whatever and uh, it's uh, you know, a bit of a disaster. So like ah oh, the fishers folk are having the you know, if they catch a fish, put it back and otherwise there'll be absolutely zero fish in a wee while. So um that'll maybe help along the way. But uh, I was my newest is uh, God, I can't mind for teacher it was new, but the uh, brass was drummed in less. And then you got a rapper knuckles if you got it wrong. But um I think this is right. A mile of the dawn's worth twa the D, except for salmon, steen and tree. Uh, I can't mind the rest, but um, I'm sure Miss Marsh will let me off. I mean it was about fifty years ago. Now here is a village uh, seeking lots for annual whiskey auction to raise cash for causes. So a Speyside village is gearing up for its annual whiskey auction that raises thousands of pounds for good causes. Craigelche Village Council is looking for new entries as the events committee begins to compile its catalogue of rare and exclusive lots. The annual auction attracts uh, interest for Kroon Globe and hunters are dealers and connoisseurs bidding to snap up a bottle. Since 2013, a total of 1,000 bottles, some valued at up to £8,000, have gone under the hammer, generating nearly £125,000 to support the village council, uh, which takes a commission from some sales, with the rest gone to the sellers. Uh, it is possible to support the group by donating a bottle to the auction, with full proceeds going to the organisation. The money is used to fund improvement projects in Craigelhe, including an extension to the village hall for disabled access in a nursery school. The event on April 30th is part of the Spirit of Speyside Whiskey Festival. Uh, they have good festivals up here now. Uh, auctioneer clerk Jane Tweedy said they were all looking forward to welcoming the public back to the village hall. Uh, she said in the past atmosphere in the village hall and auction day has had a real buzz and we're hoping this year's event will provide another exciting afternoon. The auction starts at 2 o'clock in the afternoon following a two-hour viewing slot. Uh, further uh, details can be found on Craigelhe Village Kutzel's website. So, well, I haven't heard of this before, but uh, certainly I think it would be worth a, a look at now and then just see if they have an offer. And if, um, you know, if there's something at Taxi Fancy, it's uh, on the money against a good cause. And, um, you know, it's nearly like you're... <laughs> buying stuff with a charity auction you're never going to use because I mean it's whiskey. Now here is a wildlife shown to fight for leftovers. <laughs> no surprise here I think but anyway badgers, hedgehogs, foxes and cats are fighting and having standoffs over food left in British gardens a study has revealed. Experts at Nottingham Trent University and Brighton University analyzed hundreds of videos Recording recorded by the public to investigate interactions within and between different species. What a rare job! It's just looking at videos of um, badgers and foxes and hedgehogs are there, but um, well, well, I suppose somebody has to eat. Anyway, they found that uh, while food left by folk in urban gardens, leftovers are commercially bought for this purpose, can provide benefits for wild beasts. It can also draw competitors and predators close together. The animals displayed a number of aggressive behaviours, including lunging, biting, striking out, and in one case, a hedgehog was pushed into some water. Oh, I'd be a little toot. Anyway, according to the study, badgers tended to dominate other species in the garden hierarchy, while hedgehogs had more classes than expected. I think they're 
feisty little beasties hedgehogs. Uh, the footage revealed more aggressive and submissive behavior among animals than uh, neutral interactions. Uh, researchers also found that creatures were more likely to confront different species than the rain. Cats and foxes appear to take a particular dislike to eat another, with more than three quarters uh, sparking, of interaction sparking some form of reaction. Uh, badgers were stronger than all other species in the contest for food, and hedgehogs outcompeted cats. So there you have it. If, um, if that's your kind of thing, you can put out a buckle of little biscuits and uh, leave a, a video recording you'll see if it beasts come in you'll get them but the uh, hedgehogs and uh, hedgehogs, um, badgers certainly are uh, would be stronger than anything else they're just a uh, big helicon muscle i think um uh, badgers and um you know if you've ever run into lean road you'll kind of wear it because your car will be some red up um but um yeah and uh, hedgehogs i think uh i think they would be they wouldn't give up if they had something um <laughs> Fine, they were looking to eat. I don't think they would give it up easy. So good on them, little hedgehoggies. And we'll save for a period and go boost into water. But uh, I think they are very... Uh, they wouldn't have had back. Now here is a, a museum rules out using Norco Hoos as a satellite. So um, the Natural History Museum chiefs have ruled out the idea of turning Aberdeen's former John Lewis building into a branch. However, city councillors have heard how talks about the proposal yielded some benefits. The idea was mooted about a year ago as Aberdeen City Council searched to find uses for George Street's famous Norco House. The London-based museum has about 80 million items, God almighty, but only a tiny fraction are ever on display. It was hoped the Aberdeen City Centre building could be a perfect home for some hidden gems. Um, as was the scheme was the brainchild of Lower Deeside Councillor, Marie Bolton, inspired by attractions such as a branch of the Eden Project coming to Dundee. Uh, officers tasked with discussing the notion with the UK government culture uh, czars soon found themselves caught up in Westminster chaos as staffing changes held up on a progress. But they've now re finally reported back and the news isn't good for anybody hoping to see whale skeletons looming above the former haberdashery department or a mastodon in the manuswear section. <laughs> Um, Chief City Growth Officer Richard Sweetnam said the Natural History Museum confirmed it has no plans to develop a regional offer anyway in the UK. So that is pretty much the end of that. Um, with ourselves speaking about other attractions that could come to North East. Um, so Norcohus has been used as a vaccination uh, centre since John Lewis shot in 2021. Um, yeah, so they're, they're just hoping that there could be a new lease of life uh, we planners last year drawn up a range of options for the landmark, but um, I don't know if they were, but uh, you know, something like that, uh, uh, like the Natural History Museum, some of the things that will never see the light of day, probably, you know, up in Aberdeen would be quite a good thing, but um, you know, and I must admit, the Natural History Museum is one of the best things I've ever been to, uh, you know, just in a look about here, it's absolutely amazing. That was a uh, uh, donkeys years ago, I think, when the kids was little, but um, it's uh, yeah, marvelous place. If you've been well worth a visit, I would say. Um, yeah, it's a pity some of that stuff kind of come to Norco House, as I mean, there's um, you know, there is plenty of fossils up in Aberdeen, and myself included, but um, you know, a couple of more interesting ones, I was welcome. 
No, just uh, finish up with sport as normal and um, uh, back pages I would say Aberdeen getting uh, Livingston a good thrash at 1-0 but um, back on song for Europe as Miofsky strike Thames Lions so Aberdeen keeps alive hopes of subs in the season by qualifying for Europe with another home win Miofsky grabbed the vital goal in the 44th minute by shooting home from 6 yards for his 17th goal of the season uh, Livingston had an effort cleared off a line by Angus MacDonald in the second half of a tight match. So that win puts Aberdeen back into top six, ahead of Livingston on goal difference. And, um, you know, onwards and upwards, as I say, and, uh, you know, they'll have to keep on battling uh, as much as they can and, you know, try and get as, uh, as Michael wins as they can and, and get up as far up at league as they can. Um, that obviously would have been Jim Goodwin's idea, but it didn't quite pan with But um, here's hoping they can have a a bit of a, a run um, just now and uh, that's all we can ask for keep on winning games if it's 1-0 or 2-0 or 5-0 um, you know as long as I win in, that's all we're interested in so uh, come on Aberdeen now that's me done for the day now just a wee pokely stories out of today's Prison Journal on uh, Monday February 27th 2023 so last day of February the morning but <laughs> half uh, rollicking past um and you think when you're younger and all folks say, oh, God, the year's fairly fleeing in. And you think, no, it's not. But by God, when you get all that, that is fairly the case. Because, I mean, that's like two months I've already were, you know, I want to be springing into spring. And um, thinking about summer holidays and all the shows and hanging that we're going to think we snuck the jocks. And uh, if we came for a while, we'll be, but I was thinking about August and September. <laughs> Christmas shows now, it's just not real. But anyway, um, it was a very, quite a pleasant day, actually, in the Berlin today, very mild, and, um, yeah, half decent, fairly cooler at night time, though, but um, I'm going to poke my, my head out later on and uh, see if I can see this in Northern Lights, but I was raving about them uh, last night, apparently, were uh, tipped up, I never, I don't think I've ever seen them properly, but, uh, um, yeah, the Judith and the, uh, the news um, wifey for the, the weather wifey says um, a good chance of seeing him again tonight so I'll take her word for it yeah. um, anyway thanks very much for listening to this podcast and I hope you enjoyed it if you did please make sure and tell a pal about it uh, that would just be dandy in the meantime thanks very much cheers now doodloo <laughs> Hearts of all the stories that you've made in a cave.